Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. Welcome, everybody, back to Workflow Wednesday. It's been a couple of weeks. Hey, Rich and Heather and Haley. Hello. Good to see your faces. Thank you for being here. And uh, it's kind of fun to just jump right into the conversation because we didn't really have much of a chance to chat before we got started. So catch us up a little bit. What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Haley, we'll have you start. Yeah, uh, just working a whole lot, uh, working on some new things for photographers at it and book a podcast and just really excited for that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, and you and I, I know that uh, we have a big meeting scheduled for tomorrow, too. So for those of you who are PE fans, a book of podcast fans, uh, you can look for some exciting things coming here pretty soon. But um, Haley, I'm going to pop your website up here on the screen for those of you that are watching on Facebook Live. Uh, of course, for those of you listening on the podcast, if you go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T, you can watch uh, the video version of the podcast the episode that you're li- listening to. And then for those of you who are watching the video version, you can see this after the fact, or I'm sorry, listen to this after the fact at bocapodcast.com. Uh, I popped that up on the screen there as well. But Haley, uh, in addition to working with Photographer's Edit, is is also a consultant and a photographer. And uh, so I've, I've put her website up there on the screen, HaleyGaffin.com. You can go take a look at some of her work and the services that she offers as well. And then Rich and Heather, what have you guys been up to? Oh, getting back into the school routine, uh, which uh, there's things about that that are so great. More of a schedule, more of a routine. That that. I mean, I welcome that, but then on the flip side of that is, uh, it just comes with its own challenges. Cause there's, you are more regimented, less time. I mean, I am a homeschool mom. And so my entire, like a good bit of my day has take, been taken up with that. So, um, so yeah. And a lot of like parenting and schooling and a lot of life type things, uh, have ta- been taking our focus lately. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it is easy to get distracted. I mean, it, first of all, just having life to deal with, you yeah. know, the day to day, what seems like sometimes very mundane, um, can can ultimately be distracting from business. But then, of course, having kids on top of that, and then homeschooling, I can only imagine. I've I've never <laughs> homeschooled my kids. My parents or my mom did. Uh, I'm sure it was a massive task. I had three younger mm-hmm. brothers, um, but. It, even with two, I can imagine that it's just, it's so much to juggle all at once. And then to try to help run a business on top of that, it's got to be pretty challenging. Yeah. I don't know that I've been of much use to Rich since for the past couple of weeks while we've, <laughs> you've been great, sweetheart. <laughs> while we've been getting back into the routine of things, the, the, the beginning of a new school year has taken a whole lot of my focus and energy and attention. That's for sure. So, Yeah. Well, kudos to you, Rich, for being patient while Rich, while Heather actually runs the household and homeschool yeah. and everything yeah. else, and you play on your computer. <laughs> exactly. Hey, those videos will not watch themselves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
awesome. And like, by the way, I did I did uh, put you all's website up on the screen as well, rich, uh, richmouthphotography.com or .net, whichever you please. And uh, you can go check out uh, Rich's beautiful photography there as well. Speaking of photography, I'm curious to get uh, you all's take on the latest developments in the mirrorless camera world from Nikon. Any thoughts? Haley, we'll start with you. Oh my goodness. Oh, yes. well, well, I'm a Canon girl, so. <laughs> we so what do you really think about it? But, well, okay, so the Nikon's the one that just released that they're only doing one slot for a memory card, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, so that's, that's, a huge, that's a big one. That's I'm a big seeing that more than I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that topic more than I am. The fact that they went mirrorless um, I mean, I'd love to transition to mirrorless one day. It seems like a lot lighter of a camera than my full frame, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, I saw I an interesting, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Rich. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I can't see much about it. I mean, like I, all, I, all I saw was some, definitely some controversy, some very passionate people who, who are professionals and they want to use this camera really bad, but they're like without dual, dual slots, then that's just a no go for them because they've, they've gotten so used to having dual, dual slots on, uh, on, mm. you know, as, as a backup, as a, as a, you know, mm. and so, um, but, um, you know, no skin off my back. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Canon guy as well. So, uh, so yeah. Well, and this, this of course naturally cracks up probably a lot of photographers, uh, including I'm sure both of you who are used to shooting, um, at least in the past anyway, with just a single card slot. Yeah. And now it's yeah. something to throw your arms up about and complain about online. Uh, I think it's quite funny. Um, yeah. somebody actually, I saw somebody argue, you, you can't say that we used to shoot with one slot because it's not times past it's current day and this is technology that we should have and i, I get the thought process there mm -hmm. i've also seen rumor that nikon's going to release a quote pro version mm -hmm. uh, of this mirrorless line that that may have that second card slot so everybody can take a deep breath and relax uh. they'll get their <laughs> second card slot the thing that actually surprised me the most though honestly was the the lens choice um First of all, it's it's a minimal lens a number of lenses to choose from for this new platform. I, I'm honestly a little bit confused as to why they're not just leveraging the massive lens selection that they already had, rather than launching with a, a measly three lenses. That that was um, certainly wouldn't keep me from from purchasing the platform, but that was a little bit confusing to me. Yeah, any, I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I I don't know whether or not I'm, I'm no Nikon exec, but uh, I mean, I'm, but again, you, you see, you see uh, uh, when. Apple comes up with a, a new product and they take all the USB ports out and all the other, you know, they just put USB C in there. Everybody's like, what, you know, that, you know, and, uh, but they have, they're looking way into the future, way more for the future than we are. So, um, they, they, they know where technology is going. And, uh, if, if, uh, if what the, the stuff, if, the uh, the stuff can't handle the, the old USB stuff. And I mean, like the, you had to push forward, you know? So I mean, like in that way, maybe Nikon's just trying to be the leader, just like Apple's trying to be the leader uh, of mm -hmm. like, of like pushing technology to, to a new level, you know? And so. Um, yeah, you know? potentially. And I know that I saw a comparison earlier today, actually between the Sony platform and the Nikon platform. And it was an interesting comparison. Uh, DP review actually did a comparison of the two platforms um, and it's a relatively early review, but uh, there there actually seemed to be at least based on and maybe maybe even their review was a bit skewed. But based on their review, it seemed like um, like this new camera is actually quite competitive in comparison to Sony. Sony seeming to have the major advantage when it comes to uh, certainly the dual card slot, if that matters to people. <laughs> I, I I shot 
weddings for seven years on a digital platform. And I think um, lost, I don't know, maybe a total of a hundred images that whole time shooting on one, one CF card. But yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless, the, the uh, dual card slot, of course, is something that Sony platform does have. And so does the, uh, they also have the, the autofocus tracking specifically on the eyes. And I don't know if, have you played with the Sony platform at all? Hmm. No, we have not. Not at all. Okay. No, um, this we're, is we're, we're, busy, we're, we're too busy making money over here. So, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, funny as it is, it's a great point because yeah. you know this. A lot of these conversations around technology at this point in time kind of crack me up. I mean, people yeah. do find reason to get uh, all up in arms about things that really, in the bigger scheme of things, have little bearing on whether or not when it comes to running our business, business and, yeah. and yeah. satisfying clients and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, we, we use not the latest technology, especially in the camera realm, and we, I mean, like what we're. I'm I'm shooting with a, a 5D Mark III and and uh, and 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 uh, the Mark IV's been out for what three years now or something. So I mean, like it's it's an older camera, you know. But I it works. My my I have no complaints from my clients, <laughs> and uh, and we we tend to focus more on running a business, uh, marketing aspects of it. So mm-hmm. uh, we, I mean, uh, some people do um, contact me like, uh, "What's your recommendation for this this uh, for our camera?" I'm like. I have no, I have, I don't ever look at like the latest, um, you we know. We used to in the early days of running to, yeah, a business. Yeah, but I know, I know. What, I don't know what happened to it. We, I don't know. You're not, we're not a hobbyist anymore. It's yeah. it's our livelihood, you know, yeah. and you have to make practical bottom line decisions that if something over, you know, doesn't overwhelmingly benefit your business and your clients' lives and it doesn't enrich, you know, your life in a really practical, tangible way, then it's really, for the most part, usually not the wisest financial decision to make. So. But, but it's so weird for me because I'm a gadget guy. He I is. Oh, I love new gadgets. So. Oh, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. You know, I, I found a very similar thing, though, like over the span of, I don't know, maybe the last six or seven years, maybe a little bit less, that my interest in trying to have the, the very latest thing has kind of waned a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do realize bigger picture, it doesn't matter so much. It's fun to talk about. It's fun yeah. to, to yeah. explore the latest technology and even oh. use it occasionally. Yeah. But um, to this very point, actually, and this is not something that I mentioned to you guys. I, we talked briefly before we started today's broadcast and, and I, we were talking about the fact that I photographed a wedding this past week um, for some family members in the Seattle area. And this was the first wedding that I had photographed in over six years at this point. Yes. And uh, it all just came flooding back. It was very much muscle memory. But uh, the thing that I didn't mention to you is that I actually shot the wedding with a 70D, which is considered by yeah. mo- most probably in the industry to just to be a, like a consumer level DSLR or a vlogger's camera that's got yeah. great video. And of course you can flip the screen around. So vlogging, it makes vlogging and creating content a lot easier. Um, but absolutely no issues with that camera. I mean, in- incredible, incredible imagery that you can create with it. And yeah. in fact, the image that I posted to uh, social media is something I also didn't mention to you all or on social media. Um, that particular image is a beautiful image um, at sunset with the, you know these gorgeous evergreens in the Seattle area. It's just stunning. If if you've never been to Seattle before, you've got to go just for that scenery. But um, beautiful sunset. The, the the background highly compressed and and uh, the bokeh is beautiful and the couples kissing and you can see the the beautiful rim light on their bodies. And I shot that that image with um, I think it's a what is an eighteen to one thirty five or something like that. Again. 
consumer, I'm putting mm -hmm. in quotes for those of you yeah. who are listening to the podcast, consumer level lens, and yet beautiful, beautiful imagery, which also, by the way, includes um, anti or a stabilization technology built into it with some which some of these so-called pro lenses don't have. Yeah. Um, so I, it's it's all mm -hmm. really un, and using equipment intelligently. Mm -hmm. And uh, and certainly when it comes to Heather, as you pointed out, the bottom line, you can't just buy the latest and greatest all the time or it's going to hurt that that very bottom line in your business. So yeah, I, I yeah. thought I'd at least bring it up. I thought it's a fun point of conversation, if nothing else. But the most important um, thing certainly is... The most important thing is you shot with a Canon instead of Nikon. That, that's that's <laughs> the most that really is the bottom line. That, that's the bottom line. That's the reason why it's so beautiful. So I mean, like, you know, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, I will say it was it was fun to um, as much as actually shooting a wedding and and working with clients and the guests and family. Uh, it was actually one of the largest set of family portraits that I that I've ever photographed in my whole career, and it went brilliantly very very smoothly and uh, of course kudos to the to the family and and the bride and groom for making that easier and we also had somebody there who was acting uh, who was who had done makeup that day was also a family friend and kind of helped um, coordinate things a little bit at least with the portraits and she was she had a list of the portraits and was just kind of feeding me the next group and we just flew through those those portraits very very smoothly um, but all that to say, it was still fun to have to be shooting. Richie pointed out that I was shooting with a Canon camera. I did for all of my career actually shoot on a Nikon camera. And um, I will still argue to this day that Nikon's menu system and even the ergos on the back of their, their DSLRs uh, are is, is significantly better, even easier to use, easier to access than the Canon system. But um, despite that, it was kind of fun to use a different platform, learn how to use a different platform. And um, and utilize it to and, and understand that the various modes and how they worked best in various scenarios and and um, and even navigate the menu system despite its inefficiencies. Um, it, it ended up being a, a positive experience with that camera. So um, we'll we'll leave the, the Nikon and Canon jokes alone for the moment. Um, and let's actually speaking of wedding day portraits, uh, we're going to actually talk about wedding day portraits. And in addition to that, what really usually goes hand in hand, or at least in many cases goes hand in hand, the first look. And Rich, I, I know that you alluded, I think during one of our conversations in a recent episode around this series of wedding day workflow, uh, that you actually had a, a really great workflow in place, or maybe Heather mentioned it, but um, I'd love to, to dig into that a little bit. So we'll kind of start with you guys, then we'll go to Haley, and then I'll share a couple of things that I did um, this past week as well. Uh, but talk to us a little bit about how you manage that first look and then the portraits do so efficiently and uh, mm -hmm. practically for the sake of the clients. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like the, the first look, uh, we really try to like really talk to the my clients, first of all, about the importance of the first look. I know we're talking to a bunch of photographers, but um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, like uh, it's it's uh, um, I have more freedom with the clients I basically just tell my clients hey, realistically you'll get more photo you've spent so much money with me that uh you'll you want to get the most amount of beautiful photos of you guys on your wedding day and you just will get more photos of, of you two if y'all do a first look that's just that's this this is better my experience you know and let them make a decision so um but um, I basically uh, get together. Uh, I'll have a conversation with with, with my client um, on, on the phone or in, in person, and basically um, when we're doing our, their their pre wedding consult consultant consultation, mm -hmm. um, that uh, 
hey, there's a, there's a few ways uh, in my career how we've done first looks. Normally, um, uh, like uh, they'll just do the the whole just uh, walking up behind the, the bride walks up behind the groom and like you know either um, hugs him from behind or or taps him on the shoulder or or does something playful, grabs his butt. You know, like that's this happens a couple of times, which is great. Um, so. Uh, um, um, but Any, anything to get him to laugh, right? I mean, this oh seems to be kind of your yeah. specialty, Rich. Is I mean, oh, do yeah. you do you go to the extent of encouraging the bride to do something oh, like that yeah. just to get a, re- a reaction, a response? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, like, uh, um, and now I've been doing more of like um, the whole uh, that whole idea of anticipation. Um, there is anticipation already inside the first look, but um, I I have learned that um, if if uh, d- before the first look, to literally just get them back to back, um, and then to read a letter that they um, um, not even out loud, they 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 basically exchange a letter that they they've written to each other, and they're literally standing back to back, holding hands, reading this this letter silently, with the anticipation that they're they're about to see each other for the first time. Um, that's, that's incredible. Is that, this that, is this something that you learned elsewhere that you just came up with the idea for and started suggesting? No, it, yeah, it's just it's just something that. Um, well, I, I think uh, one of my clients um, they wanted to exchange gifts, um, and which is also great. Um, but um, um, and so I just I told them, hey, won't we instead of doing it like because again the tendency is like uh, do it around a, around a corner or with a door separating between the two. But I'm like, forget the door, forget the, I mean, like, because that really limits the, the locations you can do this. How about we do it in the field with this beautiful location and y'all literally stand back to back. Y'all still don't see each other. Um, and y'all are, have this moment. Y'all can literally hold hands. Your, your backs are touching uh, lots of points of contact with, between mm-hmm. them and they're having seen each other. Um, and, uh, and man, the, the amount of the emotion the, the, that's building up. I'm, I'm just like throwing wood on the fire, but maybe, you know, like, and so, uh, and then by the time that they, they, they're, they're ready to turn around, like, like the, their emotions are sky high. And mm-hmm. then, um, especially for, for, for guys, you know. For, well, and Rich talks about this in, in, in the process of educating our clients about the pros and cons of a first look. One of the things that a lot of uh, brides are um, reluctant to commit to the first look is because she wants him to feel this surge of emotion seeing her walk down the aisle for the first time. But the reality of it is, is that a private moment is much more susceptible to displays of emotion than a bunch of people sitting in a in in the audience staring at the groom. His his ability to show that emotion is typically actually toned down rather than amplified. And so this is just one of the things that I feel like Rich does really well in the process of educating them. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's what, what what you're after, you know, there's even a higher likelihood that you guys will be able to emote and have this meaningful moment together in this particular type of situation. Uh, but it's, it's been my experience that like, like, like even with the first look, it's completely different type of emotion seeing your bride walk down the aisle. Like this is, this is literally about to happen. You have the music, you have the people. Um, and so the people who are, uh, who have uh, great emotion during the first look, they still have, they're, they're not going, they're I'm, not bored. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I've already seen you. So, you know, this is what happened, you know, there's, they're still like, they're still like, wow. Like she's coming to the aisle slowly toward me, you know, and it's, and it's yeah. still a very great emotional moment. The same amount of emotion 
um, than if they hadn't seen each other for the, before the wedding. Like the That's same really amount interesting. of emotion. We have found that the first look, I mean, the bottom line is we found that the first look doesn't take away from the emotion of the walk down definitely, the aisle. Definitely you know? not. Definitely not. 100% yeah. of the time, it does not. If he's going to be emotional, he's going to be emotional. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's fascinating. Okay, yeah. and, and actually, Casey Jean, um, thanks for listening in. Casey Jean, uh, she chimed in and said, "Yes, totally agree. First look is way more emotional." And I, I love the way that you guys are describing this because, and, and and by the way, thanks for listening in, Casey Jean. And and for those of you who are listening or watching either one, don't hesitate to to join in the Facebook live session. We do this. Uh, usually, it's going to be every Wednesday at two p.m. Occasionally, we're traveling or otherwise, but. Um, come join in the live video, mm-hmm. ask questions, Please um, ask questions. Make, make silly expressions at us to get us to laugh. I mean, whatever you want to do, uh-huh. uh, come, come join in the fun, but, um, thanks for that comment, Casey Jean. But I, yeah. this is interesting because I don't think I've ever quite heard a photographer explain it this way and specifically, uh, go for, I mean, I, I prefer a first look as well because mm-hmm. it ultimately meant it was actually more for the sake of having the freedom and the flexibility to to capture even and have more time to capture even more portraits mm-hmm. of the bride and groom. I had more to do with the time available for that than thinking actually specifically about the emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what percentage would you say, Rich, of your clients, once you give them this, this advice or the suggestion, what percentage of your clients now do a first look versus waiting until walking down the aisle? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know specifically. I mean, most of my clients do do a first look now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I'm, not, uh, I'm not an overwhelming majority. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, but uh, it all it also depends on the time of year it is. So, I mean, like, uh, mm-hmm. in in August, Ju- July, June, um, you can afford not to do a first look, and I can still have plenty of daylight left, to, to, you know, and uh, available light. Um, if we're doing your wedding in December, December ninth, um, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're gonna have a, we need to have a conversation, you know, like because you don't like like hey, if your expectation is to get these beautiful photos of you two. Um, and it's going to be, it's pitch black outside. Then like, like right, yeah. you know, we need to, we need, we need to talk, you know? So, uh, so basically, um, I, it, I, 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 re- I really push, go ahead. Good. Oh no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I said, I said, I really push for the first look, um, you know, or, or uh, if, if they're getting ready after daylight savings time, you know, um, it, when it's getting darker at five, you know, six, mm-hmm. five 30, then, um, then yeah, you know, I just, in fact, I just did a timeline for um, a client who's getting married December, uh, November 30th of next year. And, um, and she, and, and, uh, and so I, uh, I didn't even give her a timeline with not without a first look. <laughs> you know, like, That's the way to do it. Like, and there's our the answer. Conversation one in charge. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. How many, okay, well, so I've got kind of multiple points or questions here, but to the point that you just made, how many times a year do you have the opportunity to actually write the timeline for a client? Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever had that opportunity. Oh, uh, I, from the, from the very, from the cons- consultation, I say, I want my hands uh, on your timeline as much as possible because as, as I tell her, I tell them as a photographer who's, who is very experienced, I know how to create a timeline that will maximize the amount of amazing photos you receive on your wedding day. Um, and uh, and um, I, I, I like that they, ha- I, like, I like to at least have the first draft and then the wedding planner can, can, can get it and tweak it if they want to. Um, but I like to at least have the first draft because again, I know how I work. Uh, if I if I work with a with a wedding planner a whole lot, then they'll understand how I work as well. But I mean, like uh, if I don't uh, if a wedding planner has me scheduled doing 
this thing that that if, uh, they they schedule forty five minutes when I really need fifteen minutes or even five whatever you know mm-hmm. I, I, I I want as much input and and they're they're like thrilled oh okay well you yeah yeah they they trust me you know hey. I, I can do this myself or this person who has seen every scenario possible um, and knows exactly what's going to happen on my, on my wedding day um, and, you know, and has seen the mistakes and the, and the successes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'm way, way more qualified to at least do the first draft and get really, really close to that final, final timeline, you know? So I write, I write about probably about 95, Five percent of my timelines, and and I, I would say, of course, not every photographer is going to have the opportunity to be able to override uh, or overwrite literally mm-hmm. what the what the wedding coordinator is going to put together. And at mm-hmm. that point, this is something we've talked about on on a past episode or two, even. Um, the significance of communication, especially when it comes to working with a wedding coordinator. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's got to be the most important relationship that we have outside of our clients yeah. uh, as wedding photographers is with that wedding coordinator. And, and mm-hmm. it takes communication, a lot of communication yeah. and making sure that you're on the same page with the wedding coordinator. And especially if you work with somebody consistently over a time frame. Um, they'll probably learn to the amount of time required and what suggestions you're going to make to the bride as the photographer, and they'll help craft the, the timeline accordingly. Mm-hmm. But you know, to the point that you were making earlier, Rich, I, the, the problem with waiting to do a uh, or problem with not doing a first look, of course, uh, it, it, for me anyway, as a photographer, was that all of those portraits then got pushed to after the wedding when things mm-hmm. tended to get rushed and pushed mm-hmm. and the coordinators calling the, you know, the bride and groom to come on over. We, you know, the reception starting or the cocktail hours mm-hmm. are ultimately problematic. Are we freezing up? Uh, you yeah, are. you are. <laughs> and we don't want to. Okay. Let's see if we can get back. Here we go. You're yeah. still pretty frozen. Those were some fascinating sounds that <laughs> just came out of your microphone. Can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me um that's really odd. We have a crazy fast connection here, and I'm not sure what could be eating at bandwidth, but um let me just go to solo mode. Sometimes that helps. But just to repeat in case those who uh, those of you who are listening and are watching didn't hear, I was just pointing out the fact, uh, and pretty obvious one probably at this point, but pushing that that first look, uh, or in fact um negating the idea of a first look, waiting till the the bride and groom see each other walking down the aisle naturally meant pushing the portraits to after the wedding ceremony closer to the reception when things tended to get rushed. And then I might only end up with, you know, say 10 minutes to photograph the bride and groom. That was the last thing that I wanted. So that was the, the main point that I would make mm-hmm. uh, with, with the bride and groom was for the sake of making sure that they had as much time as possible to be photographed. That it wasn't rushed, rushed. And of course, as a result, not as stressful, but yeah. Um, this is really interesting, Rich, and I, and I love your very proactive approach, and and you you have a tendency of doing things a little bit differently and very strategically, and so I appreciate your perspective on this. Yeah. Um, so so talk to us a little bit more. How do you then transition from that first look, or maybe you have more to add to to the topic of the first look, but then take us from that to the portrait session. Um. So. Uh, the portrait session just actually, <laughs> um, uh, for, for my perfect timeline, I, I don't have a portrait session a- after the first look. Um, uh, we, um, I, I immediately, um, go into the, the, uh, the wedding party and then after that and, uh, the formal family photos. Um, and then I basically wait after the ceremony, 
um, when the guests are or they're flip they're, they're flipping the, the the venue or they're they're the guests are going to the re, the, the the reception uh, site um, that that's uh, I I like to get the bride and groom when they first they they they're officially married you know um, and the emotions of that are still very very high and they're on this this cloud. Um, that they they can call themselves, hey, where's my husband? Where's my wife? You know, and like, and it's, it's very playful. It's, it, the emotions are high. So, uh, um, so, so, um, and, uh, and the most, the biggest thing is the light is much, much better after the reception. The, 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 the um, it's later in the day, the sun's lower in the horizon. Um, you know, I, I much rather do portraits at 6.30 versus, you know, 1.30, you know, um, where the, the first look may have happened, you know. Um, I'm, I'm very, very limited um, as far as, like, where I can do um, portraits um, if the sun is at noon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, we so, have some pretty harsh light around here in, in the Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee area, especially in the middle of the summer, and, and it can get cloudy. And, in fact, the, the weather recently has been kind of horrendous, but yeah. um, the – uh, or I, I should say prior to the last week, maybe, but um, a lot of clouds and certainly a lot of rain, but that, that f- the sunlight that filters through the clouds here in Tennessee tends to be kind of harsh and, yeah. and naturally creates these really heavy shadows under our eye and under the, no the client's what. eyes. And it makes it kind of brutal to, to photograph no in that what. scenario. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, again, I, I really, really uh, encourage my clients to do the portrait session after, after uh, the, the wedding. Uh, after and the did ceremony. you say that that includes the family portraits as well? You push it all until after or do you do the family? No, no, no. no. The, por- the, por- the family portraits are before. Um, the only thing I do after the ceremony is I really, really encourage this. One of my favorite point, points of the day is uh, right after the ceremony, uh, I encourage the wedding party and the immediate family, mom, mom dad, grandmothers um, to come up and congratulate them. There's lots of hugs, lots of looking at the ring, lots of laughter, welcoming to the family. There's a ton of emotion that happens. I call it the celebratory time. You know, it takes you know five to ten minutes, and uh, and I'm getting gold during that time. It is exactly what I'm like wanting to get for for a wedding. Then after after that. Um, after it kind of dies down a little bit, I let let it naturally die down. I don't drag them away when there's still there's a lot of emotion to be said. Uh, it, and, and it takes again about five to ten minutes, and then I t- take the bride and groom alone. And uh, while everybody else is getting, um, you know, going going to get ready for the reception, um, I take them, and we have just alone time. And, um, and I grab this all these really great photos. The, the lights perfect. The emotions perfect. Um, and they and they and they're stress free. They know that um, they get more photos um, because of it. And we get, I get them into the reception uh, faster. Um, so your guests are wedding less. It's just perfect. It's just perfect. Now, I do and, have a question about that because and, and yeah. to our earlier point of conversation, how do you avoid getting rushed during that portrait session? You, you, people are going to the reception. Uh, I know receptions differ. Sometimes they're you know an hour, two hours, three hours later. But uh, in many cases, at least in the weddings that I photographed uh, over the years, the reception was relatively soon after the ceremony. So maybe you had an hour at most. Uh, in many cases, maybe even less before the cocktail hour started. Yeah. How do you avoid rushing that portrait session in that, in that situation? I, I never rush. I mean, like uh, the portrait sessions um, about 30 minutes long. And so by the time the guests kind of like get seated and finish talking with, with people that I mean, like the bride and groom are getting introduced. And I mean, another like that. thing that um, helps take pressure off him is he knows that I am at the reception site 
after the room has been prepared by the vendors before the guests are there. And that for us is what we have figured out is the most efficient way to work together as a husband wife team is to have me there for that critical part of the day where I'm documenting all the details and he does not have to worry about that. So he's not rushing to, to get to the reception for any types of, oh, I have to document the details. details. None yeah. of There's none of that. So yeah. me being there at that particular time of the day, I feel like is the most strategic part of the day for me to be there. So I'm documenting all the details. And then when he arrives, you know, it, take, are, yeah, it, you? it takes stress off me. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's awesome. So for the, uh, the part where you were talking about right after the ceremony, when you encourage the family to go up and congratulate them, mm-hmm. how do you get the bride and groom away from the family to actually get those pictures? Cause I've always encouraged them to run and hi- <laughs> run yeah. and hide so yeah. that, you know, the family yeah. gets over to the reception and they can take their pictures. Yeah. So basically that, that is, that is a great, great question. Well, I don't want, I want their family to get there. I do not want them to be mobbed by their guests because then, then I, I've lost control and I cannot get them away. So I figure out um, if your guests are going this way, we go this way, you know? And so, <laughs> so, um, so um, we, we, it's just a, a, a natural thing where, where when we, do you, we, 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 I know where the guests are going to naturally go toward and we just go, yeah. go, go a different way. You know, you know okay. we just get them. But he's get, right. Instead of squelching all that post ceremony um, emotion, he maximizes it big time. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty incredible to see. Um, I don't, I mean, I hear the shutter going off faster during that part of the day than any other time of the day. <laughs> and those end up being I'm, some I'm, of the, the I'm a kid in a candy store. I'm yeah. a kid in this candy store. Yeah. Time. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so well, uh, when you think yeah. about the fact that some of those grandparents don't have a lot longer on in, you know, in this life and everybody's together as a family and they're, yeah. con- this immediate family is congratulating the bride and groom. Yeah. These are raw, authentic, emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to mean more to the bride and groom than the posed portrait of everyone just standing there looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. And so these are the moments that make mm-hmm. him come alive and remind him why he's doing what he's doing in the first place. Yeah. And if it weren't for those moments, I don't think he would enjoy yeah, you know, and 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 during that time, I am focusing as a photographer more on the family members instead of the bride and groom. So, example, yeah. if if I'm hugging, if I'm if I'm the bride and I'm hugging a relative, then my face is going to be 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 hidden. So, as a photographer, I have two choices: I can either photograph this direction toward the bride's face or this direction toward the relative's face. And I'm going to always pick the relative's face because that's that is because mm-hmm. I can get a ton of, of photos of the bride with somebody's. You can't even tell who she's uh, yeah. head, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but those are the photos that the bride and groom are going to really enjoy um, and and be emotional over because here's her grandfather hugging her. And this is what he's looking like. You know, she could mm-hmm. care less about what she was looking like during that time. If I can, that's mm-hmm. great. If I get both faces. But if I'm going to choose, I'm always going to choose the relative's face. So mm-hmm. That's a that's a really great tip, actually, and and good thought process there. I, I want to to get to Haley and her tips here in just a second, but yeah. Rich, if you can just touch briefly on the actual family portrait session, uh, talk to us a little bit about how you make that go as smoothly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah, um, <laughs> if if you can have a wedding planner. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so uh, j- just uh, just uh, again with even with Haley's point um, with the guest. I mean, uh, if you have a wedding planner, a wedding planner is going to be be corralling, corralling the guests. Uh, the you know she, he's she's corralling the 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 uh, the wedding 
party and the, the family one way, and she's corralling the guests the other way because we're working as a team. You know, um, I would say if they don't, if, you, if there's not a wedding planner, then we just we you know we say I got to do what you got to do. You know, yeah. um, the same thing for the the family photos. Um, I mean, if if um, <laughs> uh, my method is not everybody's method, um, my method is to get really loud, um, um, and so uh, and so I demand attention during that time. I basically tell my clients like like, and my clients love it because they know they're like because everyone. Um, uh, because what I do is I get loud, I get everybody's attention. I basically kind of give them a, a, um, a pep talk, like, "Hey, we're going to get through this as quickly as possible." Everybody can just kind of kind of listen to me for just for just a little bit. You know, I'm very kind, but I'm loud. I, I, you know, I, um, and uh, but I have my Apple Watch, and I'm <laughs> um, I'm going through my Apple Watch, and I'm just I'm I'm calling out names, and and um, and I already have my list. I know what order is. Um, um, I normally start with the larger photos, the larger photo, and like take, start taking people out, you know, um, and then and then uh, I just have everything kind of very very organized, and so it goes really, really smoothly. I mean, like again, like uh, uh, everybody knows they where where we are on, um, and I'll even know like, hey, so and so is on. Hey, you just stay right there. You're going to be next, you know, and just like I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, and uh, I get through the what those photos in ten to fifteen minutes. I, I don't, um, I don't mess around with those, those photos. Yeah, I'm always glad it's him. I love watching this part of the day. I'm not. I don't stand around and watch. I mean, I'm, I'm photographing, but I like watching him in action and during this part of the day because he's not afraid to get a little bit bossy and get the job done. And I'm always thinking, I'm man, kind, I'm so glad it's not me. I'm kind of right. <laughs> You're kind, you're definitely bossy, <laughs> right? you know, like you, you, I'm, I'm a kind boss. I'm, you know. hey, Rich, I'm, I'm hearing that, that Heather likes this other side of you to come out every once in a while. I'd pay attention to that. Let's leave that there. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, all my clients do, they're, they're, they'll afterwards are like, wow, you were on it. You got through those so fast. We don't I mean like it, because I, I view the, the family photos as a necessity, um, uh, but not many people enjoy. They're like, oh, I'm so excited to do family photos. It's like we we do it because we got to do it, and but we don't want to do it for an hour. Yeah. We, they, um, and, and and the more organized it is, the more they feel like I'm in control. Um, the the they they get to relax. They're not stressing out because they they have to be the one that's loud or they have to be the one that's like trying to corral people. They're the one. You know, as long as they see that I'm I'm in control, they're they're loving it. They're mm-hmm. loving it. You know, and even all the relatives will come up to me and be like, you did a, you know, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. I oh, think I good was, stuff. when I first started shooting weddings, I was more reserved and didn't take control of those situations. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'd always feel like everyone was trying to figure out who was in charge. And finally, one day it just hit me. I'm the one that's supposed to be in charge. I have to be bossy here mm-hmm. and make sure it's happening. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job and it's making the day miserable for my clients. So, yeah. 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 It's not easy to take charge in those situations for certain personalities, but the faster you realize that, that like that authority that you bring to the role is necessary in these situations (laughs) and sexy. What can I say? I mean, I I think it's kind of funny because sometimes I I play a role. I play, I, I pretend that I know what I'm doing a lot more than um, because I, I I do it for for their sake, not my sake. Because I know this photo is going to look great no matter what, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'll, I'll be like, I'll be, I'll, I'll like, I'll like do this. I'll kind of look at their feet, make, you know, like I'm, you know, they're they're making sure they're they're saying, oh, this guy's making sure my feet are okay, my jacket's okay, everything's perfect. He must be and amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I like silently do this. Yeah, you guys are looking great, and they'll like take a photo, you know. And so I'll even put on a little show for them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, everybody's getting a show. That's, it sounds great, Rich. Thanks for the the example and advice. <laughs> well, um, oh, I, I do want to mention really quick. Casey Jean chimed in again. And she said, I probably create the timeline for 80% of my couples from yeah. the start. I talk about lighting and timing. They trust me and want me to help them get the best light. So I throw out a preliminary timeline before they even really talk to their planner about it. it gets yeah. me the best light. I love it. Um, so- isn't it the best feeling when our clients trust us? I mean, that yeah. like that's that's the best. They may not mm-hmm. be the ideal client in maybe some other ways. Not every client's going to be the ideal client in every aspect. But when your clients trust you to do your job and they're not coming to you and trying to micromanage or tell you how to do it, you know, that's awesome, Casey. Yeah, the more the more you, you find trust, the less the less uh, photos they they send you through Pinterest. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I've got to take control. I, I need yeah. you to get these photos for me. You know, yeah. if, if yeah. they trust you, yeah. they'll, they'll let you do your thing, you know, yeah. and which is great. Well, and I really like that idea of, of proactively handing over a timeline. I suggest a timeline. I think that's a great, great idea. And again, it's important to collaborate. If there's a wedding coordinator, find that out. Proactively collaborate yeah. with that coordinator. It's always a good idea, but um, mm-hmm. that's a really, really great idea. Haley, let's jump to you. I want to kind of hear your tips and tricks for wedding day first look and portraits. Go for it. Yeah. So um, most of it is a, pretty similar to Rich and Heather's, but for the um, first look, I usually, after getting married and experiencing it um, firsthand, how awkward it can be when there are, like, if there are two videographers and two photographers, and they're all pointing cameras at you right next to you, um, it can get very awkward. And so, like, sometimes it's not the big picture you imagined, and the guy's not going to be all, oh, my gosh because that just may not be his personality. So I've kind of decided I'm going to step back during those first look moments because it can get overwhelming for a bride and groom or um, even if it's like a father looking at the daughter for the first time, it can be really awkward if they don't know what to do in front of a camera. So I've kind of stepped back from those moments and just let, let it happen. And I'm still capturing it. I may not be as close or get the angles that, I would prefer, but I'm getting a more real moment from them. Um, And then I do um, a portrait session of the couple right after that. And most of the time it's meant to get as many different um, angles as I can and different shots, scenarios, different backgrounds, because most brides and like their planners talk to you before and they really want a bunch of different or variety is really the key word there is they want a variety of shots so that their family members can pick and choose what they want to print and always making sure you get those prints or those poses for grandma and grandpa because they don't understand why you're not looking at the camera. <laughs> I learned that from my own wedding. <laughs> That's so great. But actually to that point, I'm really curious. Haley, um, so you're making the the point about the importance of making sure that you get those kind of formal portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, I, I, do you have kind of an alternative perspective on that? Do you still get those as well? Or do you just kind of do what you feel the client, uh, the, the bride and groom are going to like the most? 
Um, it's a good question. That's a good question. It varies from, from client to client. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean like, uh, my ideal client is like, they're, they're, uh, they want to see realness and genuineness and they want to see connections. Um, and so for those, I don't even get individual, uh, shots of the bride and the groom because again it's not telling a story they're not connecting with anything like except, except their bouquet or something you know mm-hmm. um and so uh um and so and, and uh which is great I, that's why i love to capture we're on the same page they, they don't really they want to see these photos of them enjoying each other laughing and mm-hmm. um, and showing emotion and um you still get the and so and so but but for a, a lot of clients we're i mean i don't also don't get the ideal client for every single you know, and so and so for for those, um, I I uh, I'll get I'll get still get those. I'll still get those kind of more traditional. Um, I don't I don't I don't spend much time on them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, but I'll I'll get you know a few. Hey, guys, look at the camera, smile, or or get mm-hmm. get the uh, get an individual um, bridal portrait and a and a groom portrait. Um, yeah. and so, um, yeah, it's but, usually but, pretty quick and yeah, but it's not, I wouldn't call it an afterthought, but it's certainly not the emphasis. It's not yeah. the main focus, but yeah, we, I mean, but it is dependent on the client. You said it as is, well. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I want to have, um, my fingers on, on, on the pulse of, of this client, you know, I want them happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so if that's important to them, um, we, we have a, a pretty good understanding, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, sure. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, Haley, I just wanted to make sure I understood something. So you're going from that first, uh, the first look or the kind of pseudo first look to directly to the portrait session. Is that specifically the bride, just the bride and groom? Or are you also doing family portraits at that point? It's bride and groom. And then I transition into bridal portrait or, um, bridal party portraits and then into family, then the ceremony. Okay. So it's, Okay. everything's being shot before. And then I do take time after the ceremony, if there are guests moving locations or if there is time for us to take more photos, um, just because it allows you to, you know, capture anything you may have missed before or get those emotions of, we just got married. Um, but yeah, so it's the couple, the party, the family, and then ceremony couple again. Yeah. Oh, Andrew- I think- we okay, lost your ceremony. Oh, are we oh. going again? Oh. Oh. We're kind of, okay. I think you're back. Nathan's doing the robot. Are we, are we back? You're back. <laughs> Sorry about this for, for those of you watching or listening in. I know the audio and video today has been a little sketchy and I'm not sure what's driving that. Um, I, I've got my phone Wi-Fi turned off. I don't have apps. I know. Bandwidth Whenever so we have any kind of technology problem, we're like, we have the best internet in the country. How can this be happening? <laughs> I, I know, it's I true. Know. We have a gig. I mean, come, come on. on. Come like, on. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of, it's kind of weird. Okay. I think we're back. Um, and, I think I was, I'm losing track of where, where we were at now, but, um, Haley, you were, you were saying then that you try to knock out all the portraits prior to the ceremony. And then if you get any after that's just kind of bonus or gravy. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah exactly. And do you ever run into issues then with light? Like, like Rich was talking about, if you're shooting, I mean, most of the, the ceremonies probably at, are going to start at, you know, four or five, six o'clock in that, in that realm during the summer, it's still going to be really light outside. Does that, does that light affect your portraits? Yeah, it does. And like, there have been moments where like I had a July wedding and the, the portraits that we took before the wedding were not the best. So having that time afterwards was better. It made for better lighting. We were able to retake some of the portraits that we took earlier that day and they didn't realize it was happening because they just think we're taking bonus pictures. But, um, 
so there are times like that, but usually like in the fall, if they're having a six o'clock ceremony, their pictures are usually happening, happening at like three or four. Um, and I can get all of that done within the time limit. Um, cause I'm, I'm not spending a whole hour on a couple's photos before it's usually sometimes I'll schedule out around 45 minutes. It doesn't take that long. That gives them time. Like she's been busy getting ready all day. It gives them time together before their ceremony. So we can take a break if they need to. They're not constantly smiling for, you know, an hour and a half of photos. And and then as far as the kind of the philosophy, the thought process behind doing everything beforehand versus after, I mean, you're kind of alluded to this already, but um, I know Rich has really specific thought process that is driving his reasoning for keep kind of breaking it up. Um, for you, the thought process behind that is ultimately to kind of minimize the stress after, or is there something else driving that? Well, the stress after, but the majority or the main reason would be that most couples want to get to the reception. They don't want to spend the time taking photos. They just want to go party and have fun and eat. (laughs) Eating is probably the biggest motivator to get to that reception. But for that, it, it makes their images not as beautiful if they're spending an hour after the wedding between the wedding and reception, taking pictures, because they're just ready to go and see all their friends and family. That's interesting. I, I think um, I'm extremely jealous of Rich's clients now, or maybe he's just doing that much better a job than, than I did of kind of managing expectations and, and creating a scenario up front that enables more time for those portrait sessions. But I can actually very strongly relate to what you were saying, Haley, the clients that we worked with. And, and I mean, I had the opportunity to work with clients who you know only paid me $350 to shoot a wedding to upwards of $10,000 to shoot a wedding. So a wide range of them. But the thing that I did find quite a bit was that particularly the groom, by the time we were photographing, finally photographing the portraits of the bride and groom after the ceremony, the groom was just, he was done um, and <laughs> wanted to get to the reception. And so I can very much empathize with you on that. Rich, do you not run into that at all? Um, it, uh, I, I run into that more um, in the summertime. Um, it's more the heat that, that makes them done. In fact, uh, I shot a wedding just a couple, a couple weeks ago where um, I wanted to take them out again to get some uh, sunset shots. And, uh, and she, love, she, 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 yeah. she stepped outside. She goes, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm sweating in places that I, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, I just like, she, she got really real, you know, and she goes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, because it was, it, I actually had to get them not into a car, but like one of those mule, the, the, like a golf cart. To, it was a fairly, you know, good spread, and, out, uh, venue. spread out venue. And, um, and she, she just, I, I could tell, I could tell, like I was trying to force her and I, she, I, I wanted her to do it because these photos are going to be beautiful, but I can't force them if they're not yeah. in the like mm-hmm. she just like sometimes because of the heat, it's normally because of the heat. Just to answer your question, the more yeah. it's normally because of the heat, they're just done. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. sweating. I'm over the. I'm over it. You know, I, I feel like we are faking it because we just want to get the AC again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just and, and that's that's which just, is a great reason not to have an outdoor summer because <laughs> it's miserable in this part of the country in the summertime. Yeah. So. I I don't take July weddings anymore. <laughs> July is my least favorite month to get married. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, that is, that is something that we ran into. I, I know that we've in the past moved a portrait session indoors for that very reason as well. But I don't know. I, I guess, Rich, um, maybe part of it is that you're doing a really great job, too, of kind of getting the clients that you want. Uh, I know that you've talked about exceptions to that, but mm-hmm. uh, you're creating a, an expectation up front about what your brand represents when it comes to wedding photography and then managing their expectations proactively. And I think um, we can all kind of learn from that a lot. I do think that the average client who hires us knows why they're hiring us and is vocal about that. Even from the first contact from the website, the form on the website, they're mentioning exactly why they're reaching out to to Rich and what it is that they love about his work. And I think that by the time the engagement session has been taken and the wedding rolls around, they know exactly what it is that they're looking for and what's required to get what they want, what they want. And that's trusting him and going along and, and, you know, going out after the ceremony when the emotions are high and getting those photos. I just feel like not every client, but I feel like, you know, yeah. Well, again, kudos to you for that. And, and uh, I've certainly learned something already in this conversation and I'm sure our listeners have as Mm -hmm. well. Um, I I, honestly, I'm going to kind of echo at least some of the things that we've talked about here. I don't so much have as much commentary on the first look because it, it was actually, I mean, if I were to look back over the, the hundreds of weddings that I shot, I would say probably upwards of 60, maybe even maybe 70% is high, but 60% at least of the weddings that I photographed, we didn't have the opportunity to, to photograph a first look. And then of course the, the result, the resulting uh, extended portrait session, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't so much have commentary there aside from echoing what everybody has been saying, which is to, to make it happen. And, and I've honestly, I've never heard any photographer describe their process the way that Rich did today. Um, so I think there's a lot to take away from the conversation about how to proactively encourage clients to do that very thing and not only to do to, to have a first look and explain the benefits of it um, but then also to set up a scenario where there's some beautiful beautiful pictures to be taken uh, it, do you have a lot of apprehension rich from the bride and groom when it comes to the idea of actually writing something uh, that was a really interesting idea yeah, I mean, like, not not every client does it because, uh, um, you know, um, uh, sometimes it's the guy um, that that that's just not there. That's not who they are, you know. Um, and so, I mean, I roll with it. You know, what I mean, like, uh, um, I, I love the, I um, I love that. I love the 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 letters simply because, from a practical standpoint, if they're standing back to back and they're taking, you know. Two, two, five minutes. How 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 long it t- takes to read this letter? I am going around. I, I, they literally probably get about forty photos from that just that point by itself. You know, and they're amazing and, photos. Um, because they're. I mean, she's reading. She's tearing up, and he and he's. You know, and, uh, and but you can get the wide angle shots. You can get the tight, tight shots. shots. I can take my know. time. They're yeah. holding. They're holding hands. I want to get a tight shot of that. They're, you know mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, I just got. Um, I got so much time. You know, instead yeah. of her just, I mean, instead of being in one place, photographing, photographing her approaching the groom from, mm-hmm. from behind, you know, them snuggling or, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's, it's much, really fast. Um, I, I, that, it's just a practical thing for me. So, I mean, like, uh, so if I can talk them into it, I'm talking into it. Um, if, if, it's, if it's not that, I'll try to talk them into doing exchanging gifts because a lot of times, Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> oh, man. We're, sometimes, we're all waiting with bated breath here. Please do share. <laughs> oh, man. I've had a couple of uh, of, of uh, um, times where 
the the bride gives the groom a boudoir uh, album. album, and it is amazing. the 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 response yeah. uh, he's yeah. he's back to back with this girl, holding hands or not, or just, and just um, looking at his album, and the looks on his face are just. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Not only did he know that she did this session, this portrait session, yeah. but he doesn't know that she's made an album. Yeah, and then, it's you just know. a surprise for him. Yeah. Wow. And like, and then, and then, like, like he's and he's like, I'm marrying this girl. Like, he just can't <laughs> believe it. He's like, I'm marrying. Wow, I cannot. I'm marrying this girl. Like, like he's he's in you know, and just if you want a guy to mm-hmm. show some emotion on their wedding day, give him a boudoir <laughs> session. Um, you know, like. Uh, um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, there, there are just so many, there's so many great ideas, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, again, the client and, and, and who they are and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think to your point, actually, I th- it would be a great idea, even if, if you're not, if the bride and groom aren't going to write something out ahead of time for each other, if they are going to give gifts instead of having them, you know, cause I actually, the wedding that I photographed this past week, uh, gifts were kind of passed on yeah. for the bride where she was and the groom right. where he was. Yeah. And right. It was kind of this individual session of, of opening the gift and mm-hmm. I'm capturing some photos of that. Yep. Uh, but to actually do that back to back, it's a great yeah. idea and yeah. a great suggestion. So um, this is really good stuff. I, I will just very quickly though mention um, the significance of something that we have already talked about briefly, but when it comes to a portrait session uh, and, and, can't remember now if I said this on air or right before we got started, but the, the portrait session, the family portrait session that I photographed this last week was one of the, the largest that I've ever, longest list that I've ever photographed. And despite that, it was one of the smoothest family portrait sessions that I've ever photographed. One, because the bride was highly organized to begin with. And um, there may have been some kind of proactive expectation management on her part with, with family members. But uh, in addition to that, having somebody who actually wasn't a coordinator, just somebody that was there that was doing makeup, a family friend um, who had a list that the bride had printed out or somebody had printed out of this portrait or these family portraits that needed to be captured Mm -hmm. and literally just feeding me the next group after group, after group, after group. I picked a location in the shade with a decent background and, and of course ultimately good light. And as a result, I'm able to just place them in that location and I'm fed the next group. I photographed that, um, and same similar idea with with the uh, individual uh, bride with the bridesmaid shots or groom with the groomsman shots. Mm-hmm. We were just knocking them out really, really quickly because I had set up the shot already, and I'm being fed kind of the next person. And that particular scenario makes it so much easier. So even if I know Rich, you mentioned earlier the idea of having a wedding coordinator there to help mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. even if you don't, and in fact, in some cases, it may be more effective to have a family member who can yell at somebody without hurting feelings or can get, mm-hmm. get on to somebody and get them to yeah. hurry up. Um, somebody just give them a list and ask if, if they wouldn't mind helping mm-hmm. sending you the next family group. Um, that really, yeah. really speeds things up and makes things so much more efficient. And you can get through those, those family portraits so much more quickly, yeah. which then of course leaves you more time to photograph the bride and groom uh, before the ceremony. In addition to whatever you may be capturing after the ceremony, we did actually. Um, so, I had prior communication with the bride and let her know uh, when we, we talked about the, the time for sunset and when it might be best to actually take advantage of that light to photograph additional portraits of the two of them. And so in addition to the portraits that we captured prior to the ceremony, including the family portraits, uh, we also then at about seven o'clock or so after they had been announced into the reception, um, I think people had started eating. In fact, the bride and groom even got a little bite to eat. They then 
exited. They, they kind of motioned to me that they were ready to, or she motioned to me that, that they were ready to go do this portrait session. And then we had, I don't know, probably about 20 minutes, mm -hmm. maybe even a little bit longer, mm -hmm. um, where I was able to take them out into this vast open field. And, and if you go to my Instagram, it's Nathan and A-T-H-A-N, Holritz, H-O-L-R-I-T-Z. Um, you can see that the image from this past week, uh, vast open field, beautiful evergreens in the background and this gorgeous, gorgeous sunset. I was able to photograph them in that, um, in that open field and in amongst some kind of tall grass and um, it, it, where it was able to get some, some beautiful portraits from that particular scene and within a relatively short amount of time. But again, because it was planned, uh, there was communication ahead of time. We were able to take advantage of that. And that was really, really important too. So I would say, first of all, to, to have a list ready, a printed version of that list ready that you can hand to somebody, whether it's a wedding coordinator or a family member or a close friend to help you manage that family portrait session to get through them as quickly as possible. And then make sure that there's very clear communication ahead of time. And Rich is a, really the best example of this here, managing the client's expectations ahead of time. Hey, if you want the pictures that you see on my website or in my portfolio, this is what we need to do in order to get them. Um, managing the, the client's expectations ahead of time mm -hmm. is really, really important. And mm -hmm. uh, I love that you shared all that with us. Anything you guys that you have to add to this conversation here before we finish up? I don't I think so. Gonna, I was going to ask Rich, because I know you mentioned at during engagement sessions, you play music in one of our previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Do you do that during your first look or during those portrait sessions with your your couples? Uh, no, I'm not opposed to it, but I haven't done that before. I'm not opposed to it though. I mean, again, like that, that, that would be just another log in the fire. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I, I think my thing is to <laughs> play Barry Manilow. I don't, I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what to th throw on the fire. Um, uh, no, I, I really don't. Um, you don't but, bring that little um, speaker to wedding days. No, I, I oh, I have it. It's in days. your camera bag. Yeah, it's in my camera bag. I just don't. Okay. I don't use it. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm not opposed to it though. I, I should at least try it at least once. You know, just see what happens. So sparked a little <laughs> inspiration there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, no, I don't. Um, no, I, I just try to kind of come up with uh, scenarios in which. I'm kind of getting genuine um, emotion, um, you know, yeah. like, for example, uh, like, like Nathan mentioned, individual photos with a bride and the, and the bridesmaids. Um, instead of, um, um, I will, uh, um, I will ask, I'll get my, basically my safe shot, them looking at the camera smiling. And then um, I basically tell the, the, my brides, the bridesmaids to just like really turn to the bride and say, uh, it, it, it doesn't work with every client, but I mean, again, some, um, but I'll tell them, say, I want you to finish this sentence. I want you to turn and say, I love you because, and then all they have to do is finish that sentence. And so the crazy bridesmaids are like, I love you because that time we went to Las Vegas, you know, and then, they, <laughs> ah! and then, and, and then, but the, but, but then you have the more serious ones that are like, I love you because your heart is so pure, you know, and then, and then they have a little, but it allows their personalities to mm -hmm. come out, you know, I like and, that. Um, really cool. and, and so, uh, that's a great um, idea. Um, so anyway, that's just, a, mm -hmm. you know, that's, awesome. that's really, really good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you again at both Haley and Heather and Rich, all, all three of you actually for, for sharing in this. And, uh, thanks again for Casey chiming in too. She actually said, yeah. I always get the most, 
uh, of my clients to agree to a first look when I explain the old traditions about why, and I'm sorry, I'm covering people's faces up here, yeah. with, uh, about why they normally wait until they walk down the aisle to see each other. It was when they had arranged marriages and they'd mm -hmm. wanted to wait until the very last minute to see each other. Right. Hence why they used to wear the veil over the face so they wouldn't run away. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely exactly. another approach. Exactly. <laughs> Add a little bit of perspective exactly. to the conversation. Exactly. Um, but ultimately it's all about managing the client's expectations. I think that's been the theme today. And I think it's a good reminder for all of us. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Uh, for those of you who are watching live, do remember you can go to bocapodcast.com and uh, we actually have these episodes there. And of course, ultimately on Spotify and uh, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you really might listen to a podcast episode. These episodes go out later on Wednesday. And uh, so you can listen to those again. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, just come back to facebook.com slash photogs edit and uh, you can watch the live video. And every once in a while, particularly Rich makes things a little bit interesting. <laughs> and you're going to want to actually watch the video. Um, so make sure you come back and take a look at some of the video from our, our live sessions oh. as well. Thank you guys again for sharing today. Good to see you guys. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening in and, and watching in. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.